Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. Each week, I'll bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way. There's always bigger, brighter waves to surf that will change our world. So grab your boards. Hi, this is Christy Walsh with Surfing the Psychic Waves on Inflow Radio, and I'm so excited for my guest today. We are surfing the astrology waves with Elizabeth Pendleton, and Elizabeth and I have been talking about planets and different things happening with the planets and how it affects us for... uh gosh, many years now. And today we're going to sort of kick off the uh, today, which is the um, equinox uh, for 2019. And we're going to talk about that and see what else is in store for us in this spring season. So welcome, Elizabeth. Hello there. And hello to everyone listening. Happy spring equinox here in the northern hemisphere and happy autumn equinox to anybody listening on the other side of the globe. Oh my gosh. So Elizabeth, we've been, you know, looking at different planets doing their thing over the last many years and it just seems like it's suddenly gotten a lot more exciting and uh so today is especially exciting because it's not only equinox but there's lots of other things happening there are there are so many um there's a really nice series of events um happening today and if people are feeling like some excitement coming back online and some like, oh my gosh, what's this exciting, you know, effervescent energy? Well, that would be our friend Aries. <laughs> um, so the equinox marks when the sun goes into Aries, and that happens today uh, if you're listening live at 2.58 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, but before that, earlier this morning in the wee hours, we had this really nice Earth trine. We had Mars, which represents a lot of our energy, which is in Taurus right now, the first and fixed air, uh, Earth sign, make a trine to Pluto. So if you're feeling like Pluto's <laughs> in the house, <laughs> I know you're Pluto world there, Christy. Yes, And yeah. so it's just, uh, you know, if you guys are going, oh, no, something, something feels kind of big, you know. And, um, and it was also under a Virgo moon. So um, there's just all three Earth signs activated today. So um, anybody who likes to do their earthing and grounding, get on out there because um, the sun will change signs this afternoon. And then the moon follows very shortly after because the other thing that's happening today, as if all that wasn't enough, is our Third super full moon happens tonight. So if you guys have been watching that moon building. <laughs> and so it's the third of the series of three super moons at zero degrees. So this one will be at zero degrees of Libra. And it is also the first of two full moons in Libra that will happen during the Aries cycle this year. So that's, you know, once a year, 
one of the cycles gets two full moons. And so this year it's Aries. Yay. <laughs> and it's the 20, the, the second one is the one I'm watching. It's the moons, this cycle that I'm really watching. Um, when I say this cycle, I mean the sun cycle as the sun travels through Aries from today until April 20th. So that second full moon on the 19th is going to be all the way at 29 degrees of Libra. So, um, you guys heard me mention Pluto. It's a cardinal sign. Aries, where the sun went, is a cardinal sign. The moon in Libra is a cardinal sign. <laughs> Are we seeing the theme here? <laughs> yeah, so tell me a little more about um, what what's the big deal about uh, these cardinal signs? What do they help us do? Oh, they're all about activation. So, um they are, they represent the beginning of each season. So we're starting the spring season here in the Northern Hemisphere and they're beginning the autumn today in the South. And so three months from now, the next cardinal sign that the sun will travel to is Cancer. That begins the summer. You guys recognize it as summer solstice in the autumn, you know, about September 20th, 21st, 22nd ish is when the sun goes into Libra. Our third cardinal sign starts the autumn up here. And then, of course, the winter solstice in the northern hemisphere is when the sun goes into Capricorn. So the cardinal signs, you know, begin their season, and that represents new beginnings for all of us or the start of a cycle. And mm-hmm. it's particularly strong with Aries, um, especially for us here, I think, in the northern hemisphere, because we see it all around us. There's such a, you know, we're smelling the flowers quite literally coming into bloom, seeing the butterflies um, flying around and, and the migration of the birds. Um, so it's, it's an energy of initiation, ignition. Um, and with Aries, it is the cardinal fire sign. So there are the four elements in astrology. And this is Fires. It has this combustible, exciting yeah. <laughs> um, energy amongst you know many other qualities about Aries itself. But the idea that we're starting to get all this cardinal energy activated, um, including April fifth and fourth, um, that's going to be our new Aries myth in the cycle. But the day before, one of the year's bigger events that. A lot of astrologers, you know, some are covering, some are not, you know, but I just, I think it's bigger than it seems. It's going to be Pluto there in Capricorn mm-hmm. aligning with the South Node, um, opposing the North Node in Cancer. So that's our fourth, you know, all four yeah. cardinal signs are continue to be activated during the next four weeks. So I would say, everybody, get out your charts. <laughs> Without your charts, look at what's in Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn and see where you want to make changes, get things going. But I would say the other caveat is we do have, um, at the beginning, Mercury is still in a long <laughs> uh, Pisces transit right. and retrograde. <laughs> so, so, But start looking because this first moon's just at zero degrees. Um, the next, the new moon's at 15. And like I said, that one a month from now is going to be packing a punch at 29 degrees. That's the strongest degree in astrology. So it's like now you can start going, hmm, what, what, what do I want to spring the spring or start or, or, you know, get, what are you itching to do? 
So uh, today the moon goes into Libra at zero degrees, and then you're saying this uh, second uh, full moon is at 29 degrees, Libra? Did yes. I get that right? So the, so the, yeah. So the sun. So we're getting a beginning and an end. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're in this really interesting um, place of there have been, I know everybody's felt these full moons all year because the first, first one was an eclipse yeah. <laughs> back in January. Uh, you guys are familiar. You know, I think a lot of people felt that. And even the one that happened about a month ago, I think it's about February 18th, you know, I noticed a lot of calls coming in and people needing readings, but what's going on? Yes. So that was the second one at zero degrees and today completes the cycle. So, you know, again, it's this start, um, you know, and what's interesting, yes, is that because the sun's just moved into Aries and a full moon is when the sun is exactly opposite the moon, as you know, we, we can see it light up, um, but in astrology, they're at the same exact degree and minute. So this one will be at zero degrees of Libra in nine minutes, and that's why it's a full moon just after the sun you know, um, leaves Pisces and goes into Aries. So it'll be at zero degrees. The moon will be at zero degrees. Um, and uh, that's, but it's that next one that's going to be full about a month from now, you know, because this will be full. It'll wane and then we'll have the new one on April 5th. And then when it gets full again, <laughs> the sun will be all the way up to 29 degrees. <laughs> so, will the, so when it opposes the moon, the moon will have to be at 29 degrees. <laughs> um, so that's a, that's a big full moon there. 29 degrees in seven minutes for those of you who are watching super carefully. <laughs> wow. So when we uh, hear those like degrees, it, it seems like if we were to get out our charts and look at other, um, you know, planets that we might have circling our chart at certain degrees, we should sort of check those out. Seems yeah. Like. I'd say look at um, what's in your chart is that is at zero degrees. Then look what's at 15 degrees around the beginning of the month when we go to that that new Aries moon on the 5th. Always a good time to put out prayers, intentions, affirmations, whatever languaging people like to use. Um, new moons yeah. are always good for planting and, and feeding things. And then that last one, yeah, the 29-degree mark. And look to see what planets, you know, if you have any planets at that 29-degree mark, um, what you know, what they are and, and what those angles are to that sun and moon. Yeah. That, hopefully that makes sense to people. <laughs> You're going to turn us all into our own personal astrologers. <laughs> yes. Empowerment. 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 Absolutely. That's absolutely. But you do, you do uh, help folks out with their charts. Um, your website, I didn't mention this earlier, is elizabethsoracle.co. Um, and you also put out a YouTube uh, channel, um, Elizabeth the Leo, and you, you do have uh, some of this information, at least about Aries, up there uh, as of today, um, and you're always posting. So, uh, Elizabeth, so tell me a little bit more about um, what a stellium is, and I think there's stellium activity happening as well. Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, so a stellium is when we have a gathering of several planets in the same sign. And interesting, we're talking about Aries, 
But um, and part of my thesis of this month's um, video and newsletter is I, I kind of jokingly called it squeaky flip flops because if you ever walk through water <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you'll go out back out into the sun into the beach and you'll hear squeak 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 all that water's still there and um, that's just kind of a loving way to acknowledge that we have a lot of Pisces <laughs> still happening even though we're in this beginnings and new things, um, it, you know, we are, we just absolutely have to recognize that um, Mercury is in a long, unusual two-month transit of Pisces, of all things, the last sign in astrology, whereas um, Aries is the first because we consider it um, as the planet that starts the new year. Um, so not only is it in Pisces, um, but it's in uh, retrograde in Pisces until the 28th. So, like, this is a lot of, um, that's kind of yeah. why I was saying this zero degrees moon. Just be getting ideas together because yeah. we're, we're, you know, the time of actually implementing, you know, not that you can't do anything during a, um, you know, a, a, you know, a retrograde. But so, you know, right now we have Mercury in that long retrograde and, of course, Neptune, one of the big influential outer three planets, are in Pisces. Um, now, the two planets don't make a stellium, but next week Venus is going to go in there. <laughs> uh-huh. And Venus is going to be there for a whole month adding to the Pisces energy, just, just carrying it through. And Mercury stays in Pisces, even though it goes direct. I don't want to confuse anyone. It goes direct. Yay, the Mercury retrogrades over on March 28th. It will have to get, it starts going forward at that point, but it got all the way back. It will have gotten all the way back to 15 degrees of Pisces. Then it's got to start, you know, going forward again. And um, it does not leave that Pisces energy and shadow of the retrograde um, until April 16th. So, this is really unusual for Aries. Usually we have all that fun, feisty, fiery, firework, you know, pistol, you know, kind of Aries. You know, if you know Aries, they are just the live wires in your life, you know. And they'll, they'll just tell you like it is, you know, like or the way that they see it. They There's almost like no filter. And it's, it's actually really good. And anybody listening, don't be offended. I actually, I love the directness. I mean, that's, yeah. that's their thing. They don't, they don't try to, oh, I'm going to worry about your feelings. They're, they're like, this one is easy, blah, blah, blah. And, <laughs> and it's just out with it. <laughs> and, um, and it's, I mean, it's really cool to see how they come into people's lives. And usually, you know, if you've been a bump on a log, they'll like rattle the log, you know, or just roll the log. They're let's go. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> now Pisces, though, on the other hand. <laughs> It's like, you know, way down below the ocean, off in dream time. If you guys have been having weird, crazy dreams um, or just getting some really interesting out there downloads, this is part of not only Mercury in Pisces since February 10th, but it makes three conjunctions, meaning meets at the exact spot with Neptune, the most hallucinogenic planet, you know, out there. Neptune on its good side is spiritual, meditative, um, deeper meaning behind life. On the other hand, it's addictions and, you know, just going too far out there. Um, But Mercury will be meeting with it 
three times during this whole um, Mercury through Pisces thing. We've had one back in February on the 18th, and we get one March 24th, and the other one on April 2nd. <laughs> so we, it's going to get weirder, I think, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, it seems like, um, you know, we, we're getting a lot of opportunity to sort of sit with ourselves, figure out kind of what we want, think about what we'd like to manifest over this next year until the next um, equinox in spring next year and also maybe kind of drag out the creepy crawlers from our uh closets you know it seems like there's always um something to be revealed and maybe if we kind of had we're getting the heads up it seems that we can sort of handle sort of what else is back there what else haven't i cleaned up like whatever yeah what other thought forms (laughs) Are out there. Platforms, behaviors, patterns, particularly um, everything in Pisces right now um, is getting such, and you know, this is just one of my things that I kind of, you know, harp on, as it were, I play the harp literally. Um, <laughs> Pluto in Capricorn is making nice angles supporting everything that goes through Pisces. Um, and so, you know, Pluto is our trauma. Um, it's, it's where, you know, sometimes bad stuff has happened, but it's a, we have this opportunity with Mercury there with the healing aspect of Pisces because it, it does. It says you've been around the wheel. What did you learn through this experience? And, again, it's it, it's not saying, oh, that was great. I <laughs> Let me sign up for that again. It's not, it's not saying that. It's saying how do we maybe reframe things? Anything yeah. with the re reimagine reframe, um, that's a that's a Mercury retrograde signal revision revise all of those things. So it would be a great time for people to have healing sessions in whatever context or um, you know by whatever method feels comfortable to them. It's that 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 aspect is definitely there, and as Venus will go through there for four weeks. It's definitely the, the stuff that we carry in our hearts, right? You know, so so what's in the way of that desire? Did you get a bad download, you know, even as a kid? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, because, because the, you know, the North Node is in Cancer, which is nurturing and, again, trining this, this Pisces energy. Um, uh, but we it, it's opposite of Pluto, so we may unearth a lot of childhood stuff that we're like, oh, my God, not again, right? <laughs> <laughs> do you still have to do a layer of that? But but if it comes up, clear it. It's been, you know, you don't want it, it something that happened back then to always color or mis, mis, uh, represent what's going on yeah. in your life now. Exactly. It does seem like uh, just with the Neptune dreams, I'm sure many of you have experienced um, what I'm talking about. It's like the dreams that don't make sense but are really super vivid. <laughs> You're in a movie, but you don't know how you got there. Um, it's they really funny. It's so crazy. It's fun. It's really fun. super I mean, crazy. It's like going to sleep and watching. Yeah, exactly. Watching movies or just going, oh, what's the, where are we going today? You know. But if people want to put intention, um, in all fairness, these are some of the best aspects we're going to have all year. 
for if you have a psychic question or intuitive question that you're just really needing the guidance with, you know, again, putting out prayers or intentions before you sleep and asking for clarity. And and I always give the caveat in a way that I will remember. (laughs) Because remember, Neptune can speak very symbolically. So you'll have to ask, you know, what the what the guy in the wetsuit with the fins <laughs> means to you. Yeah, exactly. If I see, you know, a possum or a bear or something in my dreams, like what, you know, holding I need an explanation. <laughs> yes, exactly. I needed an explanation about what that means. Uh, but it does seem like we're getting the ability to to bring out uh, different aspects, not just for healing, but also kind of acknowledgement of where we are now, present time. Like you were saying, it's it seems like we're getting a, this last minute look over our shoulder of sort of where we've been or what we've gone through. Um, but I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not really feeling, and I'm very affected by Pluto right now, but I'm not really feeling a, a harshness with any of it. Uh, it seems a little gentle, and maybe that's the Pisces energy. Oh my gosh! Well, we have a lot bringing the gentleness in, and part of that is, you know, since we did the show after winter solstice, our friend Uranus moved into Taurus, um, and that's for the long haul. Um, that was on March sixth, right after Mercury went retrograde, and right at the new, you know, the new moon. Um, that's a big, long transit that's going to be, I'm looking at my dates here, that is all the way until July 6, 2025, uh, and then it will do a little, you know, retrogradation in uh, in 2025 until April 25th of 2026. (laughs) I throw out some long-term dates, but that's that's Taurus. And um, just to kind of help people make the jump here, so... When we're talking about the cycle we're in, we have Neptune and Pisces, and that's going to remain. You know, Venus and Mercury, they're going to move on. Those are what we call the inner planets, the personal planets. But the outer three are all now settled into where they are going to be uh, until late 2024 at the earliest. In other words, your friend Pluto there, Christina, is the first one that's going to venture into um, a, a, a new energy, but that's not going to be until the end of 2024. So the big three, the outer planets, really shape kind of bigger trends. But because it happens over such a long term, we don't always see it day to day, but it transforms everything. And now that Uranus is in Taurus, it makes a loose trine to Pluto that will they will actually have exact trines. Um, and both Pluto and Uranus sextile Pisces. And if you guys don't understand trines and, and, and sextiles, don't worry, but those are the harmonious energies in astrology. Those are the supportive ones when they're like, yeah, you're Earth, I'm Earth, let's get some stuff done, like some earthy stuff mm-hmm. done. And the nice healing aspect that you're sensing, Christina, is that Piscean, like what's the higher spiritual, you know, meaning of it? And does it does it fit with, with my essence, you know, that those kinds of questions. So if, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, and all that stuff stays, even though we'll move past the spring and everything like that, we 
definitely um, are going to have those outer three, like I said, in effect of 2019 now all the way through the end of 2024. So there are just some long-term trends that have now, you know, solidified um, yeah. that are, that are going to stay with us, including that fixed earth energy of Taurus, which is the next sign that the sun goes into in that fixed energy of spring. Oh my gosh. So we are going to talk about the sun in a little bit. Uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk more about the sun and Taurus coming up and other aspects of spring. So stay tuned. This is Christy Walsh. We hope you're enjoying the surf today. Come find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing, on SoundCloud or Facebook at Surfing the Psychic Waves, and check out the archives on inflowradio.com. I would love to hear what waves are surfing right now. For live shows, here's the number to call. 1-760-456-7277. That number again, 1-760-456-7277. Hi, this is Christy Walsh. We are back surfing the psychic waves. We have Elizabeth Pendleton on the show today from Elizabeth's Oracle. You can find her for readings and all sorts of astrology questions after this show, elizabethsoracle.co, and you can find her on YouTube at Elizabeth the Leo. So welcome back, Elizabeth. Oh, hello there. (laughs) (laughs) So we have been talking about the spring and just all these different energies that we get to play with over the next couple of weeks, and i love to go back to something you said in the first part of the show, which is that we're seeing some of the best aspects that we'll see all year. And uh, I just want to remind everyone what those are. Because <laughs> there's okay. so much energy so, that, you know. Right. There's, there is a lot going on. And, and what I meant for it, that is best aspects for dream time and, yeah. can, you know, messages um, tapping into that otherworldly energy, other dimensions, you know, all the fun, groovy, out there, Pisces stuff. I liken it. I said to a client who's old and like me is old enough to remember the other day, I said, I said, remember psychedelic music? And she said, yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's like that. (laughs) And you grew up, you're from San Francisco, right? Yeah. It's everywhere. That vibe, (laughs) that, that totally fun, hippie vibe, flower power. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, that, but it, that also offers us such a, a deep well of information for people who are doing work with the Akashic Records or just any of the esoteric um, information. I think it's it's really heightened um, as we get through, you know, now through about April 20th. You know, the, the 16th of April, we start to see a changing of the guard um, late when Mercury leaves. Um, and we're done with the Mercury-Neptune conjunctions, and then the 20th Venus leaves Pisces. So then we'll, you know, we'll have more of the firecracker yeah. <laughs> Aries energy um, in the house. So it's a it's a, 
it is a really nice time to tap into the watery. Also, the um, other two Mercury retrogrades this year um, mm-hmm. are in the water signs. So the next one will involve cancer, and the next, the one after that at the end of the year will be a Scorpio one. So you've got a present Woo-hoo! coming. <laughs> Um, So we we do have a lot of water, which is, you know, like it has obviously so many interpretations, but, you know, we have the watery aspects happening all year and it's still a lot of Earth because Saturn and Pluto just remain in um, Capricorn. And, of course, now we have uh, Uranus and Taurus, but we will get a lot of Taurus next in the immediate spring cycle. That's the next sign that the sun goes through. And that is April 20, 20th. 20th? Yes, and, and uh, till May 21st. So that's the, um, yeah. you know, the Taurus sun cycle. And um, then after that follows the Gemini. So Taurus is our fixed Earth. So as we start a season with a cardinal, we next have the fixed sign. Doesn't matter which season or which hemisphere, it always goes cardinal fixed mutable. So that's what those terms mean. And your mutable sign finishes out a season. So um, we'll go into Taurus, the fixed earth sign, and then we'll go into Gemini, the the mutable air sign. And I'm looking at a chart here. um, That is going to be the day that Mercury and the sun both go into Gemini on the same day this year. (laughs) But, you know, they should be, that's a, yeah, that's a creative, um, you know, for writers, um, but also for everyone for socializing, you know, getting out there, um, you know, technology, uh, you know, it's, it's, that's a, it's nice to see them that they're going to be like working closely together again, the sun and Mercury. Yeah. So we get a lot of Mercury over the next couple of weeks, just a lot of that activity, I guess, because of the retrograde. But then I like the sun and the mercury kind of hanging out together. So what is yeah, that, that called? That's when our the, normal. <laughs> so is you're calling that that's a conjunction? When the, yes, when when they when they are at the exact same spot, you know, the same degree and the same minute in a, in that. So it would be like today with that um, Libra moon, it'll be zero degrees and nine minutes. Um, the, that the moon will be at, and it will be opposite the sun at zero degrees in nine minutes. So when the you know the moon moves to oh, zero so degrees in ten minutes, yeah. It's so a, well, actually, that's a, that's an opposition. Sorry, <laughs> the new moon. It's the new moon. Uh, sorry, April fifth. That will be at fifteen seventeen of Aries. Mm-hmm. So the moon and the sun will be at fifteen seventeen exactly um, uh, degrees of Aries. So sorry about that. That's oh, the other one I explained it. was an opposition. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, confusing me. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, there's a lot of terms, yeah. um, but I like it when the planets kind of hang out together. So yeah, we, we have a lot of that. We just have a lot in, Cap- you know, we have, just have Pluto and Saturn in for the long haul, hanging out in Capricorn. We get these three in Pisces for quite a while, um, you know, the next month, um, more or less. And, um, yeah, there's a, there's a, you know, it amplifies the energy. There's an abundance of whatever that aspect is. So Venus going into Pisces, is Venus happy there? Um, you know, I think every astrologer will have a different 
interpretation. To me, anytime I see Pisces, it's clearing, it's healing. It's, yeah. and, and when I see Venus, I liken that to the heart. And, yeah. you know, as science is showing us, the heart is the biggest producer of electromagnetic energy in, in the body. And, you know, it's where we feel things. And because of so much water that's going to stay here between the North Node in Cancer and Neptune staying in Pisces all year, that's the, um, uh, we are going to have just a strong water presence. So I would just say when I, I see Venus go there, I'd say, you know, how do we integrate our heart's desire into our lives on a more consistent basis? You know, Pisces is also about compassion and peace. So where do, yeah. how do we create more peace, you know, in our world, you know, and, and, Pisces is also about guidance, like that intuitive navigational system, not being up in the head and trying to think all day. Um, you know, that's yeah. a Gemini's job. <laughs> Got it. And we get that a little bit later in the spring. Yes. Um, well, and with we the get, interestingly, the end of, end of this month, Mars will go into Gemini. So we will, you know, get, get some of that, you know, we don't want it to all be like, oh, I'm just in my inner self all day and, then, <laughs> and month after month. Um, no, we do get some of the, because, you know, Aries likes a party. Aries likes, a, you know, to liven things up. So luckily, Jupiter's in Sag, and it, there will be a Sun-Jupiter trine on April 14th. And at the end of the month, the 31st, when Mars goes into Gemini, that's another air sign. And if you guys can think of it, the earth and water are considered our feminine or inward signs, and the fire and air are outward, you know, considered masculine, but it's just a polarity that they call it, just like a, you know, there's an electron and a proton. It's not a a judgment. It's a, you know, so we just have that, um, you know, we do have some energy that's going to liven things up and push us out socially when Mars does its Mm -hmm. run through Gemini. And that'll kind of then precede the sun cycle of Gemini that starts May 21st. Got it. Wow. You know, I really haven't looked at these sort of aspects of the, um, you know, the, the spring sort of planets and, and energies, I don't think in a long time. So there must be something very interesting <laughs> in store for me. That's for sure. Um, you know, where I kind of gravitate back toward Pluto, like, oh, yeah, I know you, Pluto. I know you, Saturn and Capricorn. <laughs> I well, know all about you. Know, you. The, yes. Well, the word that comes to me, you know, is is um, fertilization. You know, this, this is always, it's so deep in our psyche. You know, this is when the flowers are pollinated and the animals mate and the, you know, all those <laughs> cycles but you know we get a little out of touch with in our urban you know reality or being in a virtual world and so it is important you know we can think of it symbolically you know or you know where people are literally you know are wanting to to have kids and stuff but it's also new projects new endeavors new you know what are we creating tapping into that creative force yeah i really um think this is a good day to be talking about this for sure <laughs> oh, so, it feels so good yeah like this paradox just yeah <laughs> yeah i want to ask about the north node and the south node again i know we talked about this last time uh, but it seems like i haven't heard 
as much north and south node kind of information um, uh, as much as I'm hearing right now. And it seems like south node's hanging out with Pluto and north node is hanging out with in the in Cancer. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, yeah. north node in yeah you're, in Capricorn. You're, you're <laughs> North Node in Cancer and South Node hanging out with Pluto. Um, I know they get they can um, believe me, girl. With with Neptune and Mercury and Pisces right now, I just laugh. I just just laugh at you know at trying to be logical. It's just so silly. <laughs> it's just like you know, I have like the dates pulled up in front of me, you guys. That's how I can. <laughs> Just read it off the page. Otherwise, I would just be like, I don't know, I'm just confused. Um, so, <laughs> oh, I have yeah. a chart in front of me, and I still said that those sentences. So, <laughs> so it's could you just exactly? So, could you describe the the nodes? The nodes, yes, yes, yes. So we have um, the, we, and they're often ignored, and they're important. So the nodes of the moon. Um, travel, they change signs every 18 months and they work in a pair. They're always in exact opposition. And the odd thing is they roll backwards. Um, unlike everything else in astrology, it's normally moving forward unless it's in a retrograde. So right now they are in the cardinal signs of Capricorn and Cancer. And this seemed to come online like last November, um, mm-hmm. you know, when Uranus moved back into Aries. I kind of remember all this <laughs> cardinal energy kind of starting again then. So, of course, they're going to impact the cardinal signs now um, or be part of these dances that we go through when the sun and moon are in a cardinal sign. They'll be activated more because the nodes are here, but as you were pointing out, because the because Pluto is in um, Capricorn, it's going to interact with the South Node. And so, in a general sense, rule of thumb about them: your South Node represents the past, and and from a bigger karmic perspective, if you will, what you came into this life with. If you pull up your chart and you look at where your own personal South Node is. Um, it's going to tell you what I can't wait to tell you. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, it's going to be what what you are bringing forth from other lives. You know, for people who you know subscribe to that reincarnation school of thought, but it's like kind of I came with these skills. This is my skill set. What I do and what I've <laughs> learned. So your opposite, which is of course oppositions in astrology, or what's going to challenge you this time, is to learn the opposite thing. And so Capricorn's business, you know, it's his mountaintop, it's, you know, it's career, it's success, it's all those, you know, accomplished. It's his mountaintop, like, oh, here's, I'm going to get there. And it will work hard for it. It's Saturn ruled, it's structure, you know, it's going to get us there. So right now we're kind of in this phase. It's like, yeah, I got that. I know how to build things. I know how to like, you know, work hard and, and accomplish things. But what we're being challenged with is the North Node in Cancer, which is about how do I nurture myself and others? How do I take care of of my, you know, inner self or family, home, you know, because um, so accomplishing things in the world, what does it mean if there's not a, a balance in our lives? So the Cancer part of it is all about 
emotional security, whereas the Capricorn could be like financial security. And um, where do I create nurturing in my life or where do I let people in? Remember, cancer, you know, can symbolized by the crab. It can pull down that wall or put up that wall or pull down that shell anytime. It gets scared. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know those parts. And it moves sideways. It's going to check out an area before it comes out of that little shell. And I think we all have that piece, right? You know, we get scared, we shut down. And so the North Node there um, for those 18 months is saying, you know, come out of your shell. Where can you find emotional safety to venture out and be more of your true self. Um, so that's kind of the, the nodes in a nutshell. And then they get activated when we we have the, you know, the sun moving through the cardinal signs and other planets going through the cardinal signs because it'll create squares and conjunctions and oppositions, like the things that tend to be like, oh, it's not all the harmonious going along. It's like, <laughs> here's this, you know, um, are you triggered? You know, so deal with it kind of kind of energy. Yeah. Okay. So, where um, are you? I'm curious now. I know you're gonna like this. So, um, I'm Cancer rising. So, in my first house, uh, there's the North Nodes in Cancer, and in my seventh house, we have Pluto, Saturn, and the South Nodes. (laughs) (laughs) So, what is that? You know, it's so confusing because in some areas I think I have it figured out in other areas I don't in like each area of like the cancer piece or the Capricorn piece so it's it's really interesting that's a yeah that's a great 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 um example to show us and and to look at how it works and so in astrology we have the 12 12 houses and they each have a they each symbolize something where we get certain things done and so that first house is as it as it would kind of intuitively make sense to people it's where we start things and it's the self you know it's so it would say to me like they're trying to you know, again, like we just said, um, bring your true yeah. self out a little more, like where you're like, yep. it's okay to be here and be me. Like, all right, this is good. <laughs> get my little feet wet, you know, my little, cool. and, um, you know, it's on that seventh house, that's relationship, you know, where we, you know, how we interact in relationship. And, you know, that's a whole, that's a whole show unto itself. Right? <laughs> you charge through one whole show for relationship. But I would say because Pluto's there in the South mode is about healing things from the past. Because Pluto, again, and I, some people may not like, you know, me saying it, whatever, but it's just such a strong intuitive message when I get these things. And it, it's, for you, me, everybody listening, you know, it's where we have trauma and so where we need to heal it, you know, and, and so, um, and we all get stuck in relationship. I once for years had a friend in astrology and she was so funny. She caught herself and would laugh and say, yeah, I'm just going to do my, myself, um, without relationships, you know, I'm going to learn astrology and about myself without relationships. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. And we both, you know, laughed at it because it's like, you can't do life without relationships, you know, even if you hide from, 
you know, intimacy or deep partnership, you know, you're going to have, you have to get out and have relationships with people, even if it's, you know, the guy at the pet store, you know, who's selling the dog food that you need, um, or your dog itself, <laughs> you know, you, we all have relationships. So we are going to have our stuff because that's what partners do. You know, they trigger amongst the many things they do. They trigger some of the unresolved stuff. And with Pluto, they're going, yeah, I'm going to help you with that. <laughs> we, you know, we, we've got stuff that some of the dark, heavy stuff is going to come out. But if we can see it as, gosh, you know, why the heck am I still holding on to that? Or how do I reframe that? Or is there a therapy? Is there PTSD? Is there, you know, things that we now, yeah. the science is showing us how there's so much hope for and somatic healers. And oh my gosh, we, you know, we don't have to be stuck there anymore. Yeah, um, it's been it's been a journey <laughs> for me, and I think you don't have to keep kind of coming back to the chart and look at what else is happening. It's not just about Pluto. There's other things happening. You know, it's like uh, I'm being helped. It's like I have to constantly remind myself personally that I'm I'm being assisted and supported. And of all the areas, I would actually want a Pluto. Um, to show up in, in my world, the, the planet or whatever it's called, dwarf planet, whatever, of Pluto, it, it seems very powerful and very transformative, I would have to say. And many, you know, it's said that about Pluto uh, out there in the yeah. world. But where would I want it to show up? Well, yeah. Pluto can handle the relationship space. That would be awesome. Yes. <laughs> you know, the work stuff, like you're I got somebody it. somebody in charge. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Pluto can be in charge over there because I got other pieces that, you know, I can handle. Well, you're and, Pluto ruled. You're, you're, you're yeah. you know, um, Scorpio. You know, I want to keep this interesting for everybody listening. But, you know, that's like you kind of signed up for that. Like, you know what? I got the yeah. Pluto thing, man. I'm bringing it. <laughs> this is a tool. This is going to be my operating system. But the charts for everybody listening, you know, this is your um, – navigational device, you know, it's your GPS, um, that you came in at a specific moment. So your chart at a specific place. And so your, your chart is the setup, like kind of like, Oh, this is what I said I was going to do in this life. And knowing all the transits that are then that that that, you know, setup is going to guide you through is like, and trigger and help with and all kinds of things. It's all right there, so you can always look at your chart to go, where am I? Am I? <laughs> or if you feel confused about where you've been or what's going on, getting back to that chart going, oh, yeah, um, this, these are my strengths and these are my challenges. And now that, like, the way Christine is looking at it right now, like, oh, this is what I have, but this is what's passing through in that area right now, so i got to consider this. Yeah, exactly. That's what astrology does. That's exactly what it does. Yeah. I mean, I think um, we don't really talk about how long it takes for some of the planets to go around, you know, the the cosmic wheel here in astrology. But, you know, Uranus takes a long time, I think, like 84 years-ish. Yep, yep um, to get through all 12 signs. Yep. Yeah. And then Jupiter's like 12 years-ish. Yes. Yep. 12. So it's in everybody's sign like once every 12 years and, just, you know, stays about a year. Yep. Stays about a year, um, and then Pluto. I kind of don't remember. Is that the oh, two fifty seven? That's a couple hundred years. Yeah, yeah. I always yeah. That's the exactly. Yeah, it's in the two hundreds, and um, yeah, we're we're back 
um, Pluto has not been in Capricorn um, before now since 1760 to 1778. So, you know, you guys do the math. It's um, It takes a long time because it's our furthest, you know, what we call plan. And I agree with you. It's, it's part of the language of astrology. You know, it's, it's, it's with us. Um, and um, we think of, you know, again, the wisdom of the Greeks, you know, Pluto and what all of that represented, the Lord of the underworld, where we go into the, you know, <laughs> the dark psychological places and, you know, it's for healing and clearing stuff out. Um, but now it's, you know, it's in Capricorn. So this is business, governments, institutions, reforming, yeah, structures, re, re, redoing, rebuilding. Um, and that's a long transit. That one started in, uh, for the long haul. Um, it's been, um, November time already. Of, uh, 2008. <laughs> yeah, I was pulling yeah. up the dates. Yeah, November of, you know, late November of 2008, you know, and it's at um, about that, I'm looking right here, 23 degrees um, of Capricorn right now. So it's taken since, you know, November of 2008 to get from that zero to 29 to get to 23. Now, of course, in the spring, it's going to go retrograde and back up a little into that 22, you know, range, but, um, yeah, is, but this is some strong Pluto, you know, like once we get over the 20 degree mark, you guys, with any of the planet signs, um, you know, that's, uh, where the, you know, I can't remember whose book, but he likened it to like, yeah, you're ordering a double espresso at that point. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh yeah. Caffeinated. <laughs> There's like moving and shaking going on. At those uh, degrees. Yeah. So uh, this is just amazing. Um, and so uh, we talked about Venus and Mars. Uh, Jupiter is in Sagittarius. I, we kind of talked about that last time. Um, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's nice to remember Jupiter like during this cycle, because this is one of the, with so much staying in earth and water this year, um, the fire signs may not feel like, you know, they're getting, you know, they're definitely not running the show, but with Jupiter in a fire sign, Sagittarius home, it's home sign all year, you know, till I think, um, either late November, yeah. early December. Um, you know, that's a, you know, that's a lift that we all get, um, all year long. But when the sun goes through Aries, another fire sign and Leo, um, in, in, you know, late July through most of August, you know, we get that extra kind of, you know, where we get to have a little more expansion of that energy from Jupiter, which is very uplifting, optimistic, you can do it, you know, um, kind of attitude. And so um, definitely for people wanting hope or or <laughs> encouragement. Take a break from know, all the is, other shenanigans. <laughs> right? This is a really good cycle for, um, yeah, through December 2nd. I'm just pulled that up. So, um, yeah, it's, it's that uplifting fire, hopeful, what's on, where you aim in the arrow and, you know, on the horizon. So you can really integrate that with the Capricorn, like, well, here's the work that's going to need to be done to get there. But we can also just play, you know, Leo is playful, Aries is playful, um, you know, so, so in Sag, you know, if, 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 you know, world sports, you know, so, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. I mean, remember to get out and play and lighten up as well. <laughs> 
yeah, this is really good stuff. So any other planets that you have your eye on right now? There's so you know, many. I'm, yeah, there's, there's, I mean, the spring cycle, I feel like, you know, next month, once things start settling down into Taurus, it's kind of nice with Venus kind of lagging right now. Um, it'll go through Aries. So we'll still have this like energy to like get stuff done and, and feel like, like, just do it, you know? And I like that, mm-hmm. you know, I like a I like an instigator, but I'm a fire sign. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, cause I, you know, otherwise it gets a little boring or a little too rigid, um, with Saturn, you know, like, oh, all, all your setups or something. Um, you know, you, you really want to have um, some fun. Um, and, and that, you know, I'm real curious as to how Uranus and the sun are going to interact this year now that it's the first year Uranus is in Taurus full time. So um, that's that's our earth energy, resources, income, all those good things. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. To, to me, the summertime as we or the springtime looks really nice. And, you know, again, looking forward to the Gemini harmonization of the sun and Mercury finally get, getting back on track and being closer together. Yeah. They usually travel on the same sign. It's really weird for um, Mercury to be in Pisces for over two months. I mean, that's really weird, you guys. <laughs> but of course, it would happen in Pisces. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so many energies to hang out with and have fun with. I just want to say thanks so much, Elizabeth, for uh, hanging out with us on Surf and the Psychic Waves. And, um, your website again, elizabethsoracle.co. Yes, so. thank you so much for having me, and thank you to everyone who tuned in today and or is listening on the rebroadcast and podcast. And thank you to the staff here at Inflow Radio. We are flowing yeah. along. I know, we have so much fun. So thank you so much, and we will check in with you when it's the summer. That sounds good. Thank you. for Surfing the Psychic Waves with me today on InflowRadio.com. You can find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing or find me Surfing the Psychic Waves on SoundCloud or on Facebook and let me know what waves you're surfing. This show is brought to you by InflowRadio.com the best curated talk radio network for personal development, wellness, spirituality, and conscious business.